Welcome to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I'm Isabel, your host and founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark, a digital platform that offers life coaching products and services for modern, independent, child-free women. Our aim is to build a strong female community and to connect empowered women around the globe. Dr. Angela L. Harris is here with me, and this is the second time I get the opportunity to interview you, and I'm so happy to have you here. I'm excited too. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. So the first time I actually spoke to you was, I mean, in this medium, basically just kind of like interacting with you, was with Child Free Girls. We did an episode, Mm -hmm. uh, and I so wanted to have you in my podcast too, because I think that there's... So much about what you do and so much about who you are that more people need to know that you're out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, let's start by saying that you are the visionary and founder of No Bips Burps Bottles, which is a supportive community for child-free African-American women. So I would like to know a little bit about how you started into this project of No Bibs Burps Bottles. When was it? What prompted you to actually want to do this? And it's a podcast and you also have a a blog, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested and I know my audience will be really interested to listen to your your story. Okay. So, well, one, thank you for having me and I'm so excited and I had fun with you guys um, doing Child Free Girls. So I know I'm going to have fun with you. by yourself. So thank you for having me. So in regards to uh, no bibs, burps, bottles, um, you know, the idea of like, how do I get my voice out there being a child-free women woman actually started um, probably 2016 through 2017. Um, it was really birthed out of initially wanting to write my story in the form of a book. And um, I'm currently working on that now. Um, I've had to pause and then I pick it back up and then I have to pause because, you know, um, life happens or there's a loss or work gets in the way. So shout out to all the authors out there. Um, But I'm, you know, in real time writing every day. And so it really came from, I want to write a book. And then when I was able to get connected with a um, publisher, um, she was just like, you know, you should really you know, in order to prepare, you should start um, an Instagram, you know, get your, your face out there, really start um, form, forming your community, your ideal community. And that way, when the book comes out, you will, um, you will have this foundation. And so I was kind of skeptical, but I was just like, yep, that, that makes sense, you know, and you, you are the expert in this. So I'm going to take that advice. And then hence, I started the uh, Instagram. And I believe I, you know, I was just like, okay, I'm a newbie, you know, I was doing my homework and had explored and saw what was out there. And, and I think I had uh, DM'd a few people saying like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm new and be my friend. And, um, and so from that, you know, it, it started to kind of formulate. And then, and so I was thinking about the book, I was thinking about this um, community, and then really, it kind of just birthed into what is what it is now, which is um, a brand, an online community, a store, a mission. And so I'm really pleased that kind of the small idea that I had a few years ago to kind of where it is now. So that's really how No Bibs, Burps, Bottles was formed or birthed. It was from this idea of how do I write my own story? And then when I write my own story, how do I invite other people into this community? And then from that um, Instagram and then apparel and, and all those other great things, the podcast, 
the, the blog um, all came from, from that initial small idea. I love it. I love because I remember you telling us in Chapter Girls that you, your publisher suggested that you open like your Instagram account and you started like kind of getting your name be known in the community as well. And at the beginning, um, you were a little bit, I, I wouldn't say skeptical, but for you, it was like a whole new thing, right? To yes. be out there in social media, mm-hmm. showing yes. yourself and like, uh, you know, because you have to be so vulnerable in social media oh. when you're talking about these subjects, right? Yes, yes. And that's the thing. It's, you know, you know, how much of myself do I share in regards to my child-free story and being authentic? And then, you know, how much do I like keep for when, um, you know, I, I'm writing because I don't want to be repetitive. Um, so there's things that I, there's parts of myself that I share, obviously, you know, on, on Instagram and when I'm doing posts and, you know, sharing small parts of me, but then just overall, like, how do I inspire my ideal audience? And then really, um, you know, writing my story in regards to, you know, publishing my book. And so it is hard because every day, and you know this, you know, you're, you're thinking about content, you want to be relevant, you want to definitely, because I definitely don't want to put anything out there that's not going to align with me and my spirit and my brand, as well as the, 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 the women and the sister that, that are following me. So I really try to keep my ear to what is going on in the child-free community and then what is going on with the women that follow no bibs, burps, bottles. Because I, I, I try to vision, you have the child-free umbrella and then we have you and me and other people that are really, you know, like in the forefront of, you know, getting our stories and our narratives out there specifically as as it relates to us as women child-free women but also allowing those stories from other women to to kind of you know be birthed as well so yes it is hard um but but you know I've been in this you know almost a year and some change now you know starting the podcast a little bit before COVID so I I won't say I feel a hundred percent confidence but I'm definitely not where I was in the beginning when I was just like oh I gotta start an Instagram and I gotta and not necessarily like I was excited about connecting with other child-free Black women, connecting with other child-free women, but it was just kind of like, I'm stepping on the scene and how am I going to, am I going to be embraced? Are people going to want to know about this topic? Are people going to want to know about me? Um, so it, it, it was a labor of love. Um, it still is sometimes, but it's also this excitement that I get every day, you know, connecting with people or sisters, you know, hitting me up in my DM you know, chatting with child-free girls, chatting with you, like, this is what it really is all about, connecting with other women, and, and it helps me recognize, like, yes, I do have a purpose, I do belong, and, and what I'm building, and what I'm birth, continuing to birth and put out there is important. Absolutely, I completely agree with you, and I think that is so powerful, um, you know, as, as a statement for, for the community, I, because I I often feel that the community is still um, a little bit too fragmented in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a question and it actually touches a little bit on something that you just mentioned. You said, you know, you get, you know, DMs from African-American women who are also part of the childhood community. And I was wondering what is the feedback that you've been receiving from these women? Isabel, it, it's sometimes I'm just like, wow, I did this. I created this. This is really happening. And I'm also very humbled because even when I say, you know, I created this, it wouldn't be what it is without other women who are just like, you know, yeah, I, I feel what she's doing and I like what she's saying. A lot of times it's just kind of 
um, the simple, you know, thank you for this page. I've been looking for something like this. Wow, I didn't know that this page existed. I didn't know that, you know, someone was talking about, you know, Black child-free women. So it's a lot of just thank yous. It's a lot of, wow, I didn't know you existed or this existed. Wow, thank you for talking about such a topic. I'm, I too am child-free. I just kind of stumbled on your page or, you know, someone sent me something. So um, 99% of the time, the feedback or the DMs I get um, are positive, and the fee and I get feedback through DMs. I've also hosted, you know, some virtual events, and I've gotten some positive feedback about that. But for every positive, there's like a not so positive, <laughs> or there's a negative, which I try to change into a positive, to be quite frank. Um, but then sometimes it's just questions like, you know, um, why, you know, why have you decided to just focus on African-American? And most of the time, that's a, just a genuine question. And I, I get it. I actually try to answer that question and put it out there and be transparent about it so that people don't have to ask. But when people ask, depending on just kind of how it's coming, you know, I answer that, you know, because people are curious. It's just like, you know, diversity and inclusion, I get that. But again, there are many lanes, there are many ways in which we can all, you know, embrace the child-free community, the child-free lifestyle. Um, I did have a, another negative um, interaction with someone who was um, proclaiming to be child-free in my Facebook group. Um, and then it, it turned out to be that they were either a mother or they were just a troll and had a negative interaction with, with them because one, it was just like you got into this group by lying. And then two, it's you're coming at me saying that I'm mom bashing and I do not mom bash. Um, I allow people to share their stories. And if it happens to be about mothers, as long as it's positive or, and it doesn't even have to be, it's, it's their narrative. Um, so I had to kind of take care of that. Um, but everything Isabel has been positive. When people reach out to me, it's a lot of just thank yous. I appreciate your space. Um, thank you for talking about this. And that makes me honestly feel really good because I'm just like, okay, this reinforces that I'm not alone. And this also reinforces that this space is needed. The space that I'm occupying right now, the, the audience that I'm trying to create, the brand that I'm trying to build, it's needed because I'm getting that feedback in real time. So- yeah, I agree with you. And when people uh, send you messages asking you, why do you focus only on well, Black women or mainly your your um, audience? What do you answer them? Um, so a lot of, and, and I've gotten this question, you know, from Black and non-Black individuals. So um, one would think like it's coming from either, you know, a white person, but I've had that question from um, Black women. And again, I think it's more so like, what made you create this? Not so like, you know, why are you, why is it just black and no one can else can come in? Um, but what I typically say is, you know, this is my lived experience. I am an African-American black woman. That's my, my experience, my narrative. Um, I also share that I have a, a genuine interest um, in the African-American community. And that's been consistent um, since I've been in high school, <laughs> to be honest. So since I've been in high school, back then I was probably a little bit more militant in high school and in, in college. Um, but that's that's my affinity. That's my love. That's who I am. So the African the African American community is something that I strive to improve. Um, the research that I've done, you know, being in graduate school, the papers I've written have dealt with the African American community. And so I try to frame it as this is who I am. And even when people follow me and I thank them for following me, I always say like, this, this is what this content is going to be about. 
And it's not that I'm excluding you, but if this is content that um, you find valuable, that you receive, that you like, I welcome you into this space. If this is something that if what I'm delivering, if it doesn't resonate with you, then that's fine. Because again, you know, I'm only a small piece of the child-free pie. So if you're not feeling Angela, if you're not feeling no Bibbs bottles, then maybe you're feeling someone else that can speak to you. But I never shy away from saying, this is my purpose. This is my mission. This is why I've created no Bibbs Burps and Bottles because I'm an African-American child-free woman. Absolutely. And of course, you know, this is not comparable in the sense that it, it doesn't stem for the same type of reasons. Mm-hmm. But I feel sort of the same when people come to me and it's usually uh, pro-birth people, uh, pronatalists or, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, who cares? You don't want to have kid. Like nobody wants to see this content, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I just try to explain to them, actually, <laughs> our community is quite large and yeah. there's a lot of spaces out there for mothers. And I have nothing against there being spaces for mothers because I think mothers need those spaces. So why can't we have our own space? And that's the thing. It's like, I, you know, and I have not, I don't get a lot of um, those type of uh, inquiries or questions or comments. Um, And I've seen, you know, I follow a lot of people and I know sometimes, you know, there's been some things that can get pretty messy sometimes in people's comments or, you know, from a post, you know, where mothers or other people are like, what's the big deal with you child-free women? Like, why is this a big, why is this a thing? Why is this a big deal? And it's a big deal because we're telling a different story, right? On any given day, on the news, in the newspaper, in the magazine, on social media, you will see some type of information about motherhood, moms, people sharing their birthing stories. It's it's everywhere. But then when we say, hey, we have experiences too, we have stories too, we take pride in our life too. There is a problem. And the problem lies is because people can't really wrap their head around a woman being child-free. Or if it's if it's if it's their child-free or we're child-free, it's just like, well, what's the big deal? Why does why does it why does it have to be like brands and social media and podcasts? It's like, well, that mothers have that. There's a plethora of podcasts about motherhood. I have friends people from my, my graduate program who have um, you know, started businesses of their own that focuses on wellness and motherhood, physical health and motherhood, fill in the blank and motherhood. But when we try to say, hey, we have a different story, fill in the blank, child-free, wellness and child-free, uh, finances and child-free, we have the same um, stories, but just we're, we're flipping the coin. And I don't understand why people have a problem with that. And really, to me, it fuels us. It fuels my energy. I'm hoping that it fuels your energy. It fuels other people's um, energy in regards to we will continue to put good content out there. We will continue to put our stories out there because if motherhood and their stories are not stopping, I don't think we should either. <laughs> That's the way I see it. No, I completely 100% agree with you. And it does fuel me whenever I, I get comments like that. And it's not, thankfully, it's not very often, but I do get some, you know, and it's it's usually like, LOL, no one cares. <laughs> mm-hmm. LOL, why are you talking about this? Like, if you don't want to have kids, it's fine, just keep it to yourself. And uh, I think I published, I published something on my social media not long ago about something that I got, like a few comments that I got on Facebook from mostly men. 
Mm. And one of them actually called me a deviant because I didn't have I didn't want to have any children and I shouldn't be publishing anything about that deviancy because people would get ideas basically. Um, and it still blows my mind that there are people in the world who think that way. Wow. And, and from a man at that, right? So I don't know if it, if it would have been a different experience that you had if it was from a, a woman, but it's just like, dude, like you have no dog in this fight. So like, why are you even commenting? But something simple as no one cares, why are you doing this? I, I, I would challenge that same person to say the same thing on someone's mother's page who just posted their birthing story. Like there's, there are obviously people, we, we've, dis, we've uh, dispelled that, that obviously there are people that care because we have all these women and met child-free men or people who are just curious, who are following and who are absorbing this content. So yeah, there are a lot of people that care about what we are sharing because if there were not, you wouldn't be interviewing me you wouldn't have a brand. I wouldn't have a brand. Everyone else who's, who is putting good content out there about being child-free, we wouldn't exist. So to say, LOL, no one cares, mm, I beg to differ on that because you wouldn't be getting the questions that you get about child-free. I wouldn't be getting the questions I get about child-free. And so there is a there are women out there who appreciate what we are delivering, who appreciate these narratives. And quite frankly, I think it's just because we are now in the forefront and these stories are being shared and we're being bold and confident, which is something that I say often on my platform is be bold, be confident, be unapologetic about your narrative. And because women like you and I are being so bold with our narratives and being so bold with being child-free, we are now like it. And people are having a hard time. That's why you get the, or that's why we get the LOLs, you know, uh, no one cares. Mm, you care, sir, because you're obviously listened <laughs> to, <laughs> you listened to a podcast or you read a post for you to even to write that you're here for a reason. Yeah, I agree. And, and there's something else, you know, I think I've, since I embraced the childhood lifestyle, I've tried to be as compassionate and respectful as I can regarding parents mm -hmm. because I have a lot of friends who are parents and I totally get that this is a choice. And if people have chosen to, you know, have children or raise children, cool. That's awesome. It's their lives. That's how they've decided to live it. I have like, I don't understand why there's also a portion of the child-free community that feels that they need to like attack parents or even children. And, you know, because I've been in like my position has always been like, I'm just going to focus on the child-free, the positive, the, you know, uplifting our community, uh, mm -hmm. giving them tools to actually thrive in this world that is telling us all the time that we need to procreate in order for us to find value in society, right? Uh, and so when I get these comments for me, it's a little bit like, well, uh, I don't know. I just feel like the attacks are just completely uncalled for if I were mm -hmm. in my platform saying oh parents suck and kids are the worst and you know you name it and all the things that are I, I don't even want to repeat that we all know mm -hmm. are said in groups on Facebook especially oh. um, mm -hmm. that would be a whole different story right mm -hmm. and and I so as far as no bibs burps bottles and well let me go back so like I shared with you you know this exchange that I had with this person that was in my group and I actually took offense to it but I took offense first, but then the secondary feeling was, you know, I feel hurt that someone would actually think that I, Angela, 
founder of No Libs Burps Bottles or this group um, is mom bashing. And so, you know, I'm, I'm always wanting to assess myself and check myself. And I already knew the answer, but I was just like, if this person is feeling that way, I have a responsibility to explore it. So I checked in with the, the women in my group and they were like, Angela, that's not even your MO. Like you've said from the very beginning, no mom bashing, you know, no, no uh, bashing children. And again, you allow us a space. You know, I've shared stories about, you know, being in stores and how the, the kids are too loud. And like, that's my ex lived experience. I'm not saying anything about the mom. I'm just saying because these kids were loud and I was overstimulated, you know, I chose to leave this store. But I, there are so many accounts that I see um, at times. I'm just like, hmm, that doesn't align with Angela, the person, nor does it align with Angela of no bibs, burps, bottles. And so I'm also very uh, conscientious of the accounts that I follow, the, the comments that I leave on social media, because I don't want to associate or co-sign on a platform where someone's just like, kids suck and you're going to hell because you had another baby. And I'm just like, no, I don't believe that. You know, my grandmother had 15 kids. If you want to have children, I'm going to, you get claps from me. Um, and, and you get respect for me. I want that in return for not having children, but I'm not going to bash you. I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to say, you know, the planet is shot and going to hell because you decided to have your second or third child. I just want respect and my story and my audience's story to be heard, you know, but yes, I see, sometimes I read things, Isabel, I'm like, whoa, God, that, that's a, that's a shocker right there, you know, and it's so, it's so far from how I feel, you know, so like you, I try to be positive. I try to put out positive things. I try to empower the women that are following me, whether they're African-American or come from other demographics on no bibs, burps, bottles. That's what I try to do. And I align myself with other people who are doing the same thing. You're listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. How old were you when you were fully conscious that you did not want to have children? Hmm. I would say, <laughs> and I know I wasn't a little girl. I just never thought, so if I had to like put an age on it, like probably college or after college I just was I was so focused Isabel I was so like college I want to go get my master's I want to get a good job like I was so career driven and not so much like oh I focused so much on my career and like ooh, I forgot to have kids it was just like it wasn't even a thought I just was just like I, I just never thought about being pregnant and not that I even had a fear of being pregnant it just wasn't it just wasn't anything that I focused on so I would say probably, you know, when I was a little girl, like, oh, I don't want to be a mom, you know, but really thinking like, this is not my path, college, college, and never really put much thought into it. I tell this, this story, like, you know, when you fall in love, you may consider it for a second. And it was really a, a millisecond, <laughs> you know, it wasn't even like, oh my God, like, I think this is my, my, my person. I'm going to be with them for the rest of my life. And we're going to have a family. It was really like, 
you know, I'm going to be with them and we're going to travel and we're going to see the world and we're going to build an empire. And kids were nowhere in that equation. Um, so when I have thought about kids, you know, it's been literally like a half a second. And it was someone who really um, that I had a love for. And it was just like, mm, I can see this. And then I'm like, but no, I don't I don't I don't want this for myself. So, yeah, I don't know if I answered that question because it's so hard to pinpoint, like, okay. this is the day and time, but I would say college. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no right or wrong reason. It's, you know, mm-hmm. I like listening to people's stories because, you know, if, if there's something that I've learned in this podcast is people are so different. I mean, we're, we're all child-free. We have that in common, but other than that, we're all different in the way yes. that we actually like realize this is not something that I want, you know, the, the whole children and raising kids or birthing them or whatever. It's not what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's happened. And I mean, for everyone, the story is a, a little bit different. I think it's very interesting. And mm-hmm. you, you mentioned just now that I think it, it was your grandf- your grandparents who had 15 kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you my dad's, from- my dad's parents. So you come from a very big family. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and yep. wasn't there is have you did you feel when you were younger or well, I don't know maybe still but that because of that background there was an expectation on all of the people in your generation to also have children I would I would it wasn't I wouldn't say it was an expectation nor did I feel any pressure but I do think you know the patriarch of our family my grandfather um you know he 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 loves family and so I don't think he would have shied away from any of his kids having 15, although none of them did. I think the highest, one of my uncles, I think had five or six. I'm one of two. So my dad had two daughters. Um, So no one, uh, no one went for 10 or 15. Um, So, but I think it, because of having a large family, I would imagine that some of my cousin, cousins or the women who did have children, it's, it, it was a being part of a big family again, society sometimes is kind of like, it's, it's unspoken. So you just think you get married and you're going to have kids and whether that's one, two or five. So I, I do think that some of the women um, in my family, uh, you know, probably wanted children and were fine having more than one because of the big family experience. I myself didn't have any pressure um, from my parents. I think, you know, now that I've been on this journey and been talking a lot about uh, being child-free and I've started no bibs, burps, bottles. Now to my parents, it kind of illuminates for them. Like, yeah, we kind of knew that you weren't going to maybe have children if you did great. But I think my parents also would say that, you know, I've always been very driven and I've always been career focused and education focused. So I don't think that they're surprised. I, I think for anything they would want for me is probably to get married at this, at this time in my life. But um, I don't think that they, they were like, uh, you know, she's going to have a, a bunch of kids. If anything, me living this child-free life now, um, it makes sense to them now and they're not surprised. Yeah. I I mean, I also come from a family that sort of, they were more, they were, they were actually teaching me and my sister to focus more on building, you know, being educated, building mm-hmm. ourselves. And then and then I think maybe they thought, oh yeah, well, you know, husband and kids will come along because like it happens to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned the, the, you know, par- your parents or your family sort of expecting you to get married <laughs> now and not, well, not so much the kids, but the marriage. Yes. <laughs> because uh, something I posted not long ago on my social media 
um, I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it had something to do with, um, you know, how the value, like women's value is not, has nothing to do with the role of them being mothers or not. Like mm-hmm. having a child has nothing to do with your, your, your value as a woman. And somebody said to me, well, and what about the misses, miss and miss? Because that's another thing. If you're not married, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like you have, you're not as valuable as, as somebody who has a ring on the finger. And mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that. So I wanted to ask what you think now that you mentioned this subject. I mean, it, it, it ties in because, you know, it's, it's almost like the double whammy in regards to society, right? Because again, that's a narrative and a picture that's painted, you know, by a certain age, you get married, you have kids, you have the house, you have the career. And it, it's, it's almost like we're second-class citizens, right? So I'm 50, I'm proud 50, I tell people that. And, you know, I don't shy away from saying like, yes, I'm still single, you know? Um, could I be married and have someone, you know, in my life? Possibly, but I also am not willing to settle, right? And so I choose to be in this space until what, you know, me having a faith and a foundation. And so God places someone in my life. And until that, I will continue to just grow as a person, be a better human being, being compassionate, being kind, building no bibs, burps, bottles, you know, working in my full-time career. Until that happens, you know, I have to continue to take care of myself. But yes, I do think that, you know, again, the narrative is pushed on TV. You see families and TV shows as families with kids. And that's fine. I have nothing, um, I have no problems with that. But we also need to be pushing the narrative that there are other women, women who are unmarried, women who um, are in same partner relationships, women who don't have children. Like we have to tell the whole story, not just one part of a, a large story. And that's what happens when we, society, the world focuses on you know, the wife and the husband and the two kids. And the two kids, you have to have a boy and a girl, right? That makes the perfect family. And then don't forget the dog. And let's not forget the white house with the white picket fence. That's the narrative. But how about if I wanna just be single in Brooklyn in my high rise with my chihuahua, right? Can we tell that, can we tell that story? Um, and so I think there's still a lot of work even as child-free brands um, to, to tell, we have a responsibility, right? I have a responsibility to talk about, you know, what about the African-American women who are single? Or, you know, I had on my podcast recently, um, Tiffany Stevens, who talked about, you know, being child-free, but she's married, you know, and, and she talked about her and her husband having this conversation about, you know, do we, we need to, to know what we're doing, right? And right now they're decided not to have kids. But that's a whole story that wouldn't be told because it's like, well, she's married, but she doesn't have the kids, you know? And so being able to just share, we, we still have a lot of work to do, Isabel. We, we really do. And yeah. until um, society is, is ready to shift themselves is, is where that responsibility lies on us. Yeah, I, I feel that, you know, it's so as a woman is just sometimes it's just so suffocating all the expectations that you uh, you have mm-hmm. to like comply like every like not, maybe it doesn't really come from your family or your immediate circle but just in general in society right and like you said you know it's like you're a second class citizen in a way and and that's how I feel sometimes because I'm not married either mm-hmm. I'm, almo- I'm almost 40 I'm 38 and, mm-hmm. and 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 just like you because I resonated with everything that you said 
I don't want to settle. I don't want to marry the first person that crosses <laughs> my path because that's not, it's not what it's about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do agree with you that there's a lot of work that still needs to be done, but at least there are people in, uh, in our space, at least who are actually uh, striving for it and, and, and are doing a great job. And, and, and the thing is, is that all we're asking for is for people to see us. I mean, we're not asking for anything like major here, right? Like just yeah. see us, respect us and hear us. And it has nothing to do with like, you know, I am child free, hear me roar and mothers are this. That's not, that's not where we're coming from. Right. Yeah. And so it's, don't feel threatened by these stories. Don't, don't feel threatened that we are sharing our experiences being happy. And not that you're, you know, I'm always on cloud nine and life is a hundred, you know, like, just like mothers have their challenges, child-free women have their challenges too. Um, and the thing is, I just think it's, it's taking people quite frankly off guard because I think they're, you know, whether, I don't want to call it a movement because obviously they're, they, they were child-free women before I started No Bibs Burps Bottles, before we had social media. I mean, there's always been child-free women, yeah. but because those women, like, I don't know if they didn't have a voice or it just, they didn't really think about it because they were outshunned by motherhood. Um, so I think it's just taking people um, by surprise and people are like, hmm, tilting their head, like, hmm, this is interesting. Why are all these child-free people talking about being child-free and happy? Or, wow, you know, every day there are new child-free accounts, you know, um, happening on Instagram or Facebook. And so I just feel like we're offering um, opportunities to just have our voice heard. And unfortunately, I think some people are just kind of like, why? Why is that (laughs) important? And and my question or my rebuttal to that is like, why not? Yeah. Why not? Exactly. I completely agree with you. Why not? And, you know, mm-hmm. taking advantage of these tools, you know, because social media media is just so immediate. The impact is immediate and people can see the content from anywhere around the world. And I think, uh, you know, if we know how to use them, not as in like the technical stuff, I'm talking about uh, knowing how to amplify the positive, knowing how to amplify our message, then we are definitely going to reach a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, what I believe the child-free community, you know, I think we, we all have a responsibility. Um, and I'm, I'm specifically talking about, and, and I, I know there's spaces for everyone, but I'm specifically talking about those individuals and those accounts and those spaces that are really empowering and uplifting. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't lend to, I don't give too much energy to, to spaces that are spewing negativity or, you know, um, I don't really subscribe or prescribe to the agenda of like, you know, stop having kids because the world is going to go to hell in a handbag. Like, that's just not my, my, the space that I occupy. Um, I'm not, I don't want to be in the business of telling women that they can't have kids and telling them how many um, kids that they should have. But by all means, if that's, if that's your jam, if that's, you know, what, what you believe in, there, there are accounts and brands and businesses that on social media that that you can go to that's yep. just not the space that I occupy there's something else I wanted to ask you um and so you are you have a doctorate degree in clinical psychology and you are mm-hmm. also um you want to you strive to decrease the stigma of mental 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 health sorry got a little bit tongue tie mm-hmm. there um and I wanted to ask you uh you know from that perspective how do you 
how do you see, you know, the, that, that subject being important for the child free community as well? And the reason I'm asking, and I don't know if you know this, but I have said it before, the reason I'm asking is because I, one of the reasons why I'm not, I don't want to have children, why I decided not to be a, a parent is because I, I have, I mean, I um, I suffer from depression and anxiety, mm. and I don't want to pass that on to my children, mm. non-existent children. And also mm -hmm. sometimes for me, it's hard to take care of myself. So I don't, I wouldn't even know how to do with like small children or just kids in general, you know, depending on me. So, mm -hmm. so I just want to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a great question, Isabel. And I thank you for just, you know, sharing what you just shared about your own experiences with me. Um, so mental health is, is, is a, a strong identity, um, you know, being a mental health advocate is a strong identity that I hold and, you know, being able to, you know, kind of bridge the gap in regards to how do I support child-free women? And then how do I also empower them to have um, good lives, stability around mental health? What you say, unfortunately, a lot happens when, you know, um, you have postpartum depression. Sometimes it takes women a long time to um, really kind of stabilize and get out of that. And then there are women who, they have a baby and for whatever reason, they just can't bond with that child. And so that causes anxiety or you don't feel like you're maternal enough. And so I don't necessarily engage in those conversations a lot, but if I just kind of lean into my, my training and just knowing women and friends who've experienced that. And then even if you are thinking about having a child and then having those um, challenges and then being that having that anxiety about passing it on, that's a real anxiety, that's a real fear because mental health, depending on what the disorder or illness is, can be genetic or is genetic, right? And so when I'm, you know, when I was a practicing therapist, you know, I would always, when I would do the assessment, it would, you know, I would ask, you know, who in your, who else in your family has depression? Because that gives me a history. If mom has depression and grandma has depression, I'm able to then better explain like, you know, a lot of times this is hereditary and this is passed down. And so how do we help you take care of you? And so I do, I believe just with you sharing what you shared with me, you're doing your due diligence. You're being responsible because if you, if one struggles with that, it's not going to make things easier if you have children, right? So if you are prone to depressive episodes and now you have a newborn who's keeping you up all night or you have, you know, a, a toddler who's running all around and then you're in a week of depression, not only do you have to take care of yourself, you have to take care of kids. And then unfortunately, there are women who cannot do that. So that's when we get into neglect and other things that that could be a whole different podcast. So, I mean, you know, it's not like we have an assessment that we give women before they decide to get pregnant, right? It's not like we do this mental health checklist. Like, are you stable? Are you financially stable? Do you have somewhere to live? If um, Do you have a support system? A lot of times, yes, I do believe women plan. You know, I can't, I don't know what that is because I'm not planning to have a baby, but when I hear people say like, we plan for this, I would love to know like what that really means because I also know women who plan for it, but yet they're like in financial distress and you know, they have all these issues going on and it's just like, oh, like, did you really plan for this? Yeah. Um, so in regards to mental health, you know, it would be nice for people to, to be mentally stable when they embark on motherhood or parenthood. Um, but we also know that that's not always the case. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not. And, you know, like you said, nobody screens anybody before they decide to have a kid. You know, it's like you can reproduce whenever. And it's funny 
funny, not in the haha kind of way, but just kind of like interesting how we get screened when we want to access volunteers through Lucetian, for example. Mm-hmm. Like we're out of our minds wanting that, but have a kid is no problem. We don't have to screen you. So I think people definitely, that's another part of the message that I feel is very important and it's sexual responsibility, yes. reproductive, reproductive responsibility and sexual responsibility, of course, because, yes. you know, having a kid and bringing the kid is such a huge responsibility and many people don't think about it before they decide mm-hmm. to bring one to this world. And, and that's another thing that I, I feel comes up a lot when I'm just talking to people or whether it's something that's out in media um, or social media, um, it's, you know, you know, when you see these accounts of mothers and they're happy, I actually appreciate that, but I also appreciate when mothers are telling the other side, right? The, the wow, this is really hard. And like, this kid yeah. is getting on my nerves. Cause I do think that mothers, um, you know, feel guilty about expressing that. But as a child-free person, it helps me put things in perspective to say like, okay, like we're, we're putting this, this motherhood thing on a pedestal, but they are women just like you and I, right? And they're going to have their good days and they're going to have their bad days. And they're going to be a great mother on Monday. And maybe by Friday, they're pulling their head out, hair out because they're overwhelmed. So I actually appreciate when I'm actually reading mothers and their, their truth. They're saying, yes, they're, uh, you know, ecstatic about being a mother. But I also appreciate when they're saying like, this is tough. And like, wow, didn't know that motherhood was going to be this hard. And I have a story about that too, because even being child-free, yes, even though I don't have children, I, I can also say like, yep, you know, life is hard. I don't have kids, but life is still hard at times for me too. So it's just about respecting, um, you know, like just having that kumbaya moment between mothers and child-free women and childless women, like let's all come together. Cause when it's all said and done, at least from my perspective, you're a woman and that's enough for me to support you, right? And all the other identities that we hold, all the other labels that we have, um, they may be the same or they may be vastly different. But as women, we need to uplift, empower. And I think if we can do that right, everything else will fall into place. And I think that's the perfect way to end our interview. Thank you so much, Angela. This went flying so fast. I wish I could have more time to, you know, keep on uh, discussing with you this very interesting topics. Yes. Um, before I do let you go, there's a space I always give my guests at the end of my interviews to tell my audience whatever they want, anything at all. Well, one again, thank you for having me and let me share space and time with you. Um, I guess I would close by saying, you know, our stories are unique. They're special. They're rewarding. And all we want people to do, or I'll speak for myself, all I want people to do is be open to hearing something different, to no longer say, because society says all women should be mothers, being able to say, I know that there's something different out there. And so when people listen to No Bibs, Burps, Bottles, the podcast, when people um, follow No Bibs, Burps, Bottles on Instagram, when people are trying to get to know Angela L. Harris, all I'm asking you to do is come with an open mind, be ready to hear a different perspective and walk away with learning something different. Not saying that, you know, I'm not asking for like cheerleaders or anything. I just want you to challenge yourself to say, what is this child-free perspective all about? What is Angela trying to to convey when she shares her child-free narrative? 
what is Angela trying to do when she uh, puts before us these other Black women who are telling their child-free story? And so that's what I would leave with your audience and with your listeners is to come with an open mind because there's so much, there's, we're doing such great work and we just wanna be respected and wanna be heard and, and no longer invisible. We don't have to be second class to mothers. We can be equal, just the other side of the coin. And the other side of the coin is still valuable. A quarter is still valuable. You turn it on one side, it's, it's different. You turn it on the other side, it's different, but it's still a quarter and it's still valuable. So mothers and child-free women, we are both valuable. We both have stories. We both have um, things that we can contribute to the world and just be open to listening to that. Thank you so much again for your time. It was such a pleasure to have you in my podcast. Thank um, you. And to all my firecrackers who are listening to this episode, as always, I will leave you in the description the link so you can listen to No Bips, Burps, Bottles, the podcast. You can visit uh, Angela's website, find her on social media. Just, you know, click away. Uh, and thanks again, Angela. Thank you, Isabel. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. We hope you tune in next week for our newest episode. And since we love hanging out with you, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Honest Uproar and visit our website at thehonestuproar.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to share with your fierce, child-free firecracker friends. Until next time, Continue fueling your inner fire.